good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. And me, Pete. Just us to the rock and the rock star. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Mo couldn't make it today. Yeah, it's all my fault. I guess <laughs> I was just so busy. And so the timing didn't work out. I said responsibility because, you know, I've grown. That's growth. Character arc right there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my day, it's Christmas in like two weeks, three weeks. Oh, it is, it is, isn't it? How's it? How many? How many? Nineteen days. Yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah, just under three weeks. Mm. Have you put a tree up? We have. Yeah, we have put a tree up actually. Mm. Yeah. I feel yeah. more festive now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. It's nice. It's nice. The guys from church. Um, Colourform Church made up like a advent calendar for the kids. Um, okay. So that's been quite good. Janice has been doing that with Zara. And yeah, it's been that's been quite quite sweet actually. Um, oh. Got the tree up, got the lights, and yeah. yeah. Days of advent calendars. You don't you don't get yourself any. Nah. Uh, uh, but to, but to be honest, I I probably do have a, like a bar of chocolate every day in in December anyway, so. Have you guys got a tree up? Have you got the decorations up and all that? Um, no, we haven't. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot of space in the living room at the minute, so mm. maybe if we make space. Ah, fair, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So sorry, not sorry. One for one. Cool. Yeah. Who do you want to go first? Uh, I'll ask your question first. All right. Let's go. Okay. Question for you, Peter. Mm. Should should Christians bother with putting up Christmas trees and decorations? If if it's not about if Jesus's birth is not about you know all of that all of that stuff. I don't see a problem with it. I don't see a problem with it. I don't see a problem with having a tree up and the lights and decorations and all of that. Um, but I think that that shouldn't overshadow. Um, what the main sort of activity is and, and, I, and I struggle with that because I don't think that technically Christ was born on 25th of December you know historians will will um, will attest to the fact that that all came about due to the 25th being like the longest night and the winter solstice and all of that jazz and they put all of that together when I can't remember who came into power wanted to consolidate pagan and Christian society into one. So mm. I think when that doesn't, if if that's all of those activities or the Christmas trees and decorations and the lights and um, all, all of that, once if that overshadows what actually should be, you know, focused on Christ's birth and his mission, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity to discuss and, and to talk about and to draw attention to Christ's birth and his ministry but when everything else overshadows it which is what it's kind of happening now it's you know it's so much less about Jesus Christ than you know almost intentionally well not almost intentionally very much intentionally so so I don't think there's a problem I don't think there's a problem you know getting into the festive spirit if you will um but uh just make sure that the Holy Spirit is present this is my thing. Amen. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about just the other day, like, I, f- I find it so weird that the only time most people 
read those stories of Jesus' birth is at Christmas. Mm. And I'm thinking, what, what's in your Bible? <laughs> I, I read it for the rest of the year. Like, well, my, my thing is at least even, at least they're reading from the Bible. Like, I will not be surprised if this year we see very little about, not even this year, from however many years ago, we're seeing less and less of Christ during Christmas, if that makes sense. Especially yeah. in, in national television, you know, they'll they'll take the holiday and to some extent it was a pagan holiday. It's a pagan thing. It's the winter solstice solstice. Um so that's the that's the main point of it. So I'm not surprised, but I think Christians should definitely be more intentional about their approach to the season and then making sure that Christ remains the focus. If they're going to be celebrating anything at all, then they should make sure they're celebrating the right thing as opposed to the commercial, you know, hoopla that Christmas has become. And how does one become more intentional about about that? Yeah, it's focusing on the right thing. It's not, Christmas isn't, I say it isn't supposed to be because, again, this is a, it's largely a pagan thing, so whatever. But for a Christian, if you're going to indulge, I would say it should be about Christ. It should be about why the significant why his birth is so significant apart from the immaculate conception and fulfilling prophecy and all of that it's also the the mission and then what he came to do and what he came to achieve for us so for the christian i think it should be or being intentional is drawing attention to that and not just going along with hey we're gonna you know do virtual now virtual christmas zoom meetings and stuff like that it should be now there should be a there should be attention on what actually is the Christ part of Christmas. Mm. I think. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Um my my sorry, sorry, I guess would then be along the same lines, just in the sense of as a Christian, should your kids be told that Father Christmas doesn't exist? Or what what's your <laughs> what's your approach to that as a Christian? Um hmm. Should, should Father Christmas be present in Sunday school? No, not in Sunday school. I don't think in Sunday school. And, you know, I find it weird mm. because, like, when... I, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing the same with, is for you. Like, whenever we got Christmas, I mean, got presents at Christmas, none of them were, were ever signed from Santa Claus. No. <laughs> so, like, we always... So it was always there <laughs> that Santa Claus yeah. never left us any presents. Yeah, yeah. But every year we thought, oh, Santa Claus is going to bring us presents. So I guess I'm happy with um, my kids' um, classmates to be the ones to break the news, even though it's like there that Santa Claus isn't real because he never brings the presents. Those mm. presents from mum, dad, and 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 the and the thing. Mm. Um, I I think it's dangerous to like. You say, oh, Santa Claus is going to bring you presents, so be good. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I think something that can be ignored, but not encouraged. Okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily actively say Santa Claus isn't real. You just wouldn't attribute anything to Santa Claus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, just out of interest, did you ever wait for Santa Claus when you were younger? Uh... Maybe one or two years. Okay. I do know that I did get my August list of presents that I wanted from him every year. Um, or like I wrote one to him every year. They never yeah. came, but it never stopped me wishing it and writing the list anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think when I was about six, I 
sort of um, did the whole mission stalking setup camp somewhere under the stairs. And I waited all night. <laughs> no one turns up. My dad puts some stuff under there in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay, that that's the dude that does it. No, no, Father Christmas, but yeah. Nah, actually, fair enough. I actually can't remember when I realized that Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah. I'm just thing that. Ah, well, you live and you learn. I didn't get scarred by it emotionally. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Let's get into today's episode. So, today, I just want to take a moment to be vulnerable. Oh, interesting. And admit that I am a hypocrite. That, that, that much has been known, but okay, yeah. carry on. But you know what? I'm fine with being a hypocrite. But this okay. week, my, my, my being fine with my hypocrisy was challenged a bit. Okay. So let's get into today's episode. <laughs> Have you ever heard of someone called Sir Philip Green? No. Mm. So Sir Philip Green is the owner of the Arcade Group, which okay. is, um, and the Arcade Group is the umbrella company for shops like Topshop, Jeffrey Perkins, Burton, Debenhams, mm. and BHS, all, all of them things there. Right. Um, recently, Debenhams, I don't know if it was recent, I think it's been like that for a while, but Debenhams has gone into administration. Mm. And so there have been talks of like very different companies trying to buy up Debenhams and all of that stuff. Yeah. And because of that, or well, that has led to people calling for Sir Philip Green's knighthood to be taken away from him mm. because they feel like he's this billionaire guy. Um, he should be paying for um, his staff members um, so that one, they can get their, their full pensions. Because right now, um, with, it, with it going into administration, they'll, they'll, they'll potentially lose like 10% of the money they put in, into their pensions. Oh, for real? Yeah. And just so, you know, uh, like a lot of people are, are going to be laid off. So, you know, you might as well do what you can to help them have a, have a good Christmas. Yeah. And... A part of me is like, you know what? As nice as that would be, there's no obligation on his part to, for him to do that. Because mm. it's, it's money he's traces. <laughs> yeah, okay. But then I just said, but then, he, but then here's the hypocrisy on my part. Mm-hmm. I am still so angry at these people buying up all the PlayStation 5s and selling them at ridiculous prices. <laughs> but again, it's their money. They've chosen to spend that money on the bots to be to be able to allow them to get two twenty PlayStations at a time and even mm. sell them at ridiculous prices. Mm. And I am fine with um, saying that I'm I, I agree with one but not the other. But I'm a bit conflicted because if you are a billionaire, maybe you should help out your people. You are going to have a bad Christmas as a result of being laid off. Not that it was your fault that the company went into administration, you know. Mm. It was it just obviously wasn't as profitable as as it once was. Um, so that got me thinking: Is there, sh- should there be a moral responsibility for how people spend their money? And do you think that people who are richer should be morally better than those who don't have as much money with how they spend the money on other people? Mm. That's a very long-winded question, but <laughs> I just wanted to... Well, I guess, I, I guess, it, as with all things, it falls into the question of are these billionaires um, 
Christian or not because it's a different it's a different paradigm uh, paradigm if you're a Christian to people of the world. But then so, even if you aren't Christian, mm-hmm. do you think that people who are rich should be ha- held to a higher moral standard when it comes to helping people with their money? Not to a higher moral standard, no. Half of them don't get that rich by having any sort of moral standard. So, Amen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let their ways. <laughs> no. So, so, so my thing is I struggle to sort of put any sort of moral standard on anyone because um, anything that I would produce or any, any standard that I would define would be, would be flawed and will be hypocritical because I am not one to define a moral standard. The only standard that should exist is the one designed by God. However, in a society that isn't Christian, as ours isn't, I the only thing, the only sort of responsibility, kind of maybe, that I think that the richer, the poorer, whatever, should have is regarding their taxes and regarding what we all contribute to the state and. You know, I don't feel like the extremely poor person should contribute the same amount as the extremely rich person. I think that there should be tiers and percentages as there kind of is now because some people can afford to contribute more because they're benefiting more from the system, from, you know, everything. Um, And some people a little bit less because they don't have as much. And in that sense, as a society... We can help each other out. And that's the extent of it. Anything else is philanthropy um, on the behalf of those that may may have more, that want to give back more. Um, but with regards to a Christian society, then it's different because God says to us, you know, we should give to the poor. We should help one another out. So in a Christian society, then there's a different moral standard because there's a different one that's been defined in the Bible. And that's the one that I think that they would have to live by which again suggests that we help one another we help the poor we bear one another's burdens even to the extent of the bible describing giving to the poor as lending to god you know then then it's a different it's a different conversation altogether do you think in that that means that the bible is more anti-capitalism than it is pro-capitalism What's capitalism? Capitalism is that um, you can make as much money as you want, however you want, and that money is yours. Does capitalism legalize the love of money? Um, I guess so. If you're free to make as much money as you as you want. Yeah. It, it, capitalism encourages everyone to make as much money as they want, um, regardless, right? Um, of uh, course, within the bounds of the law, within the bounds of the law, not regardless, <laughs> <laughs> not regardless, but within the bounds of 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 society's law. But I would say capitalism. I I say legalize maybe loosely, but under capitalism, it's easy to fall under the seduction or to to fall in love with the pursuit of money. When uh, to, to the the love of money thrives under a capitalist regime. Does, does that would that make sense? Would that, that makes would that... sense. That makes sense. And that's what we kind of see in the Western society. In Western society, um, in you know Central London, you you look around, everyone's you know it's a hustle. Everyone's wanting to make as much money as they can, and you know, I can't necessarily say that 
I judge anyone. I can't judge anyone for it. I'm trying to make as much money as I can for myself and my family. But hey, dollar, dollar, dollar bills you out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely think that, yeah, cap- capitalism because of that would be something that the Bible is against. The, the Bible sort of almost preaches a, if I'm right on my understanding of what communism is, where we all share everything. That's sort of what the Bible preaches, but it's more it's more about love because the Bible preaches love. And so where it would look like, oh, you know, if I'm to, for lack of a better, for lack of maybe a better understanding of political um, uh, um, schools of thought, I would say, yeah, the Bible preaches, we all share what we've all got. The Bible does also say to be diligent, to work hard, that he who does not work should not eat and all of that jazz. Um, but... The Bible also suggests that we give to the poor, we take care of one another, that we are known for our love. And so, yeah, I would say the Bible is much more anti-capitalism than it is pro. Definitely. I hear you. I feel like capitalism is what has allowed our society to, like, get to the level that it's at in terms of, like, advancements and stuff. Like, if you know you can... At what cost? At what cost? Because th- that's always the argument is, yeah, because of capitalism and how it enables or fosters or, or um, uh, um, um, encourages innovation uh, and all of that, that it's allowed for society to advance to this level where, you know, yeah, there's opportunities to become millionaires and, and you know, whatever, you know, someone can do this and and if they work hard enough and if they use the right channels or the right means and they can make a million and they can become rich and they can become financially secure and all of that jazz but at what cost at the cost of people who are working themselves to the bone monday to friday drinking themselves into a stupor on, on, on friday night so they can't remember on saturday you know barely recover on sunday and then get back on the grind again on, on monday like and that's that's a general you know broad sweeping um uh, claim but for the majority of people, I don't think um, I don't think the majority of people are living truly fulfilled lives because capitalism encourages everyone to, you know, strive hard and and, and make money and then do that. And so the the general average person is more concerned with making money to take care of themselves because no one else will help. And that's that's where I think that's the cost of the so-called advancement that we have whereas maybe in i don't again i I can't speak authoritatively on this because i don't necessarily know but i imagine in communist countries you know the government's sort of taking care of everyone because that's the mentality everyone takes care of everyone and so no one's going to try and then you know or no one's supposed to try and like just think about themselves whatever you make everyone everyone gets and so we all sort of live in society and again there's issues there there's there's of course issues there but at the very least the 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 biblical understanding of society and the way we should live doesn't doesn't look like either of those two it looks like love sharing caring for one another serving one another and so yeah That, that and i think that society would be much better if maybe it's not as far advanced people would be much happier there'd be much more fulfillment there'd be much more joy in society than there is in what we see today i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> what, what 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 do you how, how do you think of it so i think that um the reason why communism hasn't like popped off and like like doesn't like ever last is because of like human corruption and human deceit 
Um, so like you have like companies, uh, not a company, countries like China who are communist, mm-hmm. but um, it doesn't seem like they're, they're, the people have like the best, like, um, what's it called? Best, best standards of living. So like, mm-hmm. like a lot of their choice is taken away from them for quote unquote, the better good. Yeah, these... which, which is why I did say that communism would be, it's not the best option, definitely. It's just what we have in contrast to capitalism here. But do you think it's a possible? Do you think it's it's an it's an achievable option within like ever? So like, do you think that they could we can be pure enough to to pull something like that off where everyone is is like like has equal wealth given to them and their standards are looked after? We're kind of supposed to be doing that in the church. So not not necessarily politically. I don't think it's capable of political. And I think that's why in the political spheres, we've got our communism, we've got our capitalism, we've got all of these other, you know, socialism. I don't, again, I don't really understand all of these things, but I think because that's void of God and it's entirely human, any system that we, we create will be flawed. Capitalism is flawed. Socialism is flawed. Um, um, communism is flawed. Anything that we create will be flawed. The one that's suggested to us by the Bible is the only one that would actually will actually benefit everyone involved, which is that social, that living together for one another, loving each other, which even then, because we are flawed, we, we sort of mess up. But there we have God's spirit helping us. And so ideally, and what we'll probably see in heaven is that sort of society where it's just love and we are known for our love. We're not known for, you know, the, the hustle. We're not known for the American dream. We're not known for, you know, the 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 communist states. We're, we're known for our love. Okay, let's okay, let's theorize. Let's have some fun. Let's imagine. Let's let's not even try and make a whole country. Let's say we had like a block, like mm-hmm. a state. Okay. Actually, no. Let's 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 assume that. Let's say we had a. Oh, what's it called when you have like two houses connected together? I was gonna say cul de sac, but that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> like a terraced house or something. Yeah, like uh, I'm like two semi uh, semi detached houses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's start with me, you, and Moses. Our families mm. all living in that. Okay. What would what would um that look like if we're trying to um have like a good f- focus showing space in that? Like a good biblical yes. society between yeah. the, between the two. Yeah, let's then, make it. Then, then it would look like it, like it would look like all of us being diligent with our work, doing what God has called us to do, and that income that comes in. If, for instance, I need something for Zara, I need nappies for Zara, and then she, we've run out of nappies. I can come to you and grab nappies off of you, or I can go to Mo and grab nappies off Mo, and it's not, it's not a big deal. Because we're we're all working hard, we're all trying to bring in money, we're all sharing, if that makes sense. And it it's, it would be a it would be a society or a community or a family that's governed by love. And and when there's love, then if someone needs something and you've got it, you give. If they don't and and you don't, then you try and help them get it. It's it's more so. No one no one really. We're not looking for just us. We're not looking out for just ourselves. We're looking out for everyone. And so I can trust that, you know, if I'm not around, someone will take care of Zara. Or if um, 
Mo's busy, then I've got, you know, I've got Leia and I've got Noah, sort of, sort of thing. Does that make sense? I think that's what it would look like. It would look like it doesn't, like, it would just look like it doesn't matter. Everyone's working hard because we're all Christians. And so we're all trying to take care of one another, but also no one's burden will be only carried by themselves. It will be carried by the entire group. Okay. And if we were to do that, how long do you think we could go on like that before everything broke down? (laughs) As long as we rely on God. And that's the problem. It it would require us to rely on God because that, that kind of love, that kind of selfless living doesn't come naturally to people. I don't think. And so it would, it would literally be that we're relying on God to continually move us away from our normal nature and closer to the image of Christ where we're able to display that kind of love and we're able to live in such manner. Wow. You you obviously would prefer to be in a capitalist household. How how would how would that work? In that same in that same scenario, what what would ideally work for you if it was from a capitalist point of view? I don't think I'm pro-capitalist, but I think I'm more capitalist, more, I'm, I'm more pro-capitalist than I am pro-communist. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I don't think the Bible is communist per se. Uh, it, it, it's more so a lack of vocabulary for me yeah. um, to to not be able to say something else. But yeah, I don't I don't think the Bible preaches communism. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if it was us three families living in a household under capitalist rules, mm. I think we could make that sick. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think because we are all hardworking, we'd all do what we had to do to bring in money. And then between us, we could cross, use our skills to help elevate each other more, which would in turn bring in more money. And I think it would just be great. I don't see, I don't see a capitalist society looking for the betterment of other people. Like... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be. So what, what I see with capitalism, what I see with the society as it is now, is we have, we've almost weaponized greed because you, or, or I don't know if that's the right word to say, but I can trust, I can trust someone's greed. And so if we set up a system where your greed results in you getting paid and that's okay for everyone. So in the sense of everyone's paying taxes, everyone's doing, you know, all of those things, then I can trust that you will do that because of your greed and your greed will keep you working hard, getting your money because, uh, and I can trust that because that would then also mean that you're paying your taxes and, you know, you're doing, you know, everyone's benefits, but not because of some altruistic value. It's simply because you're greedy. And everyone's greedy. But why have you gone straight to greed and not like stopped at mm-hmm. um, just wanted to have as good a life as possible? Can you want that and not be greedy, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. No. So you can want to have as good a life as you can and not be greedy. But I think the system as it is now doesn't leave it just there. Like, you're what? what and and it's hard because you're always looking for the next thing. You're always looking for the next promotion. And I, I say you, I'm always looking for the next promotion. I'm always looking for the next, um, you know, the next opportunity to to earn a bit more or, or to do something more. And I, I don't know. I don't think, maybe because I can't speak to it, having never been a millionaire before. But 
someone who was Jay-Z, you know, you, your first million isn't going to be your last one. You're going to get to a million, then you're going to start thinking of a billion, and then you're going to start thinking of, you know, and you're going to keep hustling. There's a reason but why. I, but, mm-hmm. but, but I think that that's just part of the human experience. So, like, let's say with, like, let's say with you and, like, your karate, like, there'll mm-hmm. never be a point where you're like, okay, I know enough karate, karate techniques, so I'm not going to practice anymore. Yeah. There's, there's something about being human that means that you maybe it is something to do with like trying to fill a void with something that only God can but I don't think everything is like that I think there are some parts of you where it's like where you like you you have like a hunger to like go further than you had the last time and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no but then there's a difference between any form of self-improvement and trying to acquire more wealth or power or anything doesn't more money lead to better self-improvement? Could it be argued? With what examples? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I learn a skill which would allow me to gain more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess you're improving your CV. You're, you're, earning, you're increasing your earning potential. Yeah. Does that, yeah. But there's a difference between those sort of skills and the skills that you mentioned, like karate. There's a, there's, a, there's a significant difference between those. Karate isn't necessarily going to make me more money. Well, I believe karate makes fighter. Well, I believe you, even yeah, of course, yeah, there. But then <laughs> even then, even then, you look at something like MMA fighters, and when it when it moves from just the discipline of a martial arts to now thinking about um, an entertainment aspect of you know of the fights you see people move away from those traditional martial art values to now the showmanship. And so there's a lot more cussing each other. There's a lot more trash talking and all of that. Hey, Susie. Um, because that's where that, and, and again, that shows that difference between trying to improve oneself with martial arts and trying to make a, make a living out of it. But, but what's wrong with entertainment? What's, what's... No, nothing's wrong with entertainment. Nothing's wrong with entertainment, but that's that's again an example I think of where there's a difference between self improvement and trend and changing your earning potential, or, or just you know where where money becomes the motivation as opposed to self enlightenment, self discipline, self improvement. Do you think so? So so so, so I saying that it would be okay if money wasn't your top motivation, if it was like a secondary or third or tertiary motivation. No, I don't think money should ever be the top motivation. I think that's the problem with the love of money. And what does the Bible say about the love of money? You know, so that's that's where I think I, I never think that it should be the first sort of. Um, it should never be the first first thing. I, I never think it should be the first thing. I think it should always. Money should only be important in as much as it helps us to, you know, take care of others. Or take care of our, our, yeah, take care of others, take care of ourselves. But again, and and I guess it, this falls in line with your theory of um, hypocrisy because I say that, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to try to go to work tomorrow and make more money. <laughs> but maybe that's just because, like, that's because that's the system that's in place. You can't sit down and not. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you if you like won the lottery tomorrow, mm. would you still go to work? And, and and money or would you just like call it quits? Uh, well, I I wouldn't I'd I'd call it quits, but just in terms of a a secular job, I'd I'd move into something more 
what I want to do, which is which would be like studying the word and then you know creating content from that sharing that teaching and stuff like that those those are i guess the real passions that if there was true financial freedom that i'd I'd pursue as opposed to just you know i mean you could still pursue that pr and then and then it will eventually make money for you yeah but then that's i don't know for me that that has that and that's yeah that's probably that part of why I always think, you know, do something you don't mind to finance something that you you love, you know. So mm. I'll do a job, I'm doing a job that I actually like and I enjoy. But if I didn't have to get paid, if I didn't have bills to pay and people to take care of, that wouldn't be what I'd, doing. I'd be doing, sorry. Mm. Yeah. So, so I find you wasn't a problem to be a Christian content creator full time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so interesting. And what would be your focus? What would like be the kind of things you focus? Oh, on? the Bible. Anything and everything to do with the Bible, making it not making it relevant because it is relevant, but showing people the relevance of the Bible, making people excited about the Bible. Um, I think creative ways to think about what what the Bible preaches and and what God talks about. Yeah, no, definitely. That would oh. definitely be my focus. Yeah. I think I become a writer, even though there's a story. Writer stories. I write stories, write like comics. Novels. Yeah, even though comic books um, um, thing is like dying, the comic book scene is dying. But <laughs> but would you you'd write comics and what someone else would illustrate them, or you'd illustrate? Yeah. Them? Oh no no, no. Get, get someone else to get, get someone else to illustrate them. Oh. You know, work a bit of Marvel, work work, work work a bit of DC, and then eventually have my own comic um, company. Mm. Based in the UK and allow UK talent to to thrive and to be seen. Yeah, because I feel, yeah, it's unfortunate, but like we, t- we sp- our eyes are just like too much cast into to like America all the time, and I yeah. and like I really dislike that. Mm. I feel mm. like Britain has so much to offer, um, but we're just like oh we gotta get to America. America is the place. No, American are pagans. America is like the Sodom and Gomorrah of the earth. I don't know if I'd say that. No, it is. It is. So many of, like, the, the heinous things we do in the world, I think, manifest in America and just, like, seep out into into the world among us. Stand with me, Peter. Stand with me. <laughs> I don't think Britain's that clean. I think we're just more polite about it and, and understand. Oh, yeah, def- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Britain's clean, but... but but, but I don't think we're anywhere as dirty as America is. And America's uh, proud about its filth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least at least we sometimes are conflicted about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, I think I finished talking about what I want to talk about today. So let's talk about uh, Shuri, Letitia Wright. Have you seen what's happening with her lately? I think I saw I saw she was getting some back some backlash for posting an anti vac uh, anti vaccine message video. or something like that. Yeah. Um, by, what was the video? Um, it was one I, I haven't watched it myself, but I know it was by what's his name Toby Ariomi. Who's Toby Ariomi? Christian pastor who was he's always talking about money and saying like crazy things about money. Oh stress. Okay. Like one time he made a video talking about how. Um, he couldn't fathom how people wouldn't pay twenty pounds to to like come to one of his sessions about how to be financially free. 
I was like, oh, but you, but you would pay twenty pounds even more to buy a pair of shoes. But here I am trying to give you spiritual truths about how to finance yourself. It's crazy. Is this a is this a spat nation guy? No, 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 no. He's not. But he's 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 not as bad as them. But he can be. Um, I think I listened to. He's very money set, money focused mm. from what I've seen. Yeah. Oh, but but, but I made the, the that's just the videos that seem to get traction with him. Yeah. Anyway. And then I think that um yeah, so 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 she posted one of his videos up and then she was talking about how there is um like like an enzyme or something in the vaccine that's named after Lucifer. Mm. Lucifer rays or something like that. Okay. And then people and then people are saying that she was being um irresponsible with her platform for yeah. for like doubting what the mainstream media is telling you you should be doing by taking this vaccine mm. which which i have no plan planning taking <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> yeah yeah no thank you <laughs> i mean so 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 my, my thing with uh, it's a problem because i imagine in her circles you know she whoever you follow like we saw with brexit like you see with trump stuff social media and whoever you follow whoever you post will probably be people that confirm your own biases right so i can see why she wouldn't see a problem with just posting something that she's probably seen all her friends post this is a pastor she probably respects or goes to his church or whatever um and she's posting about this enzyme with the name lucifer in it i, I don't know but my my thing is I think that when you're in a position like that, like you are a celebrity and you are doing stuff like that, like she's she's already like I really like her because she wasn't afraid of you know talking about her faith and and being just really genuine about her faith despite being you know a, a uh, quite quite a celebrity in 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 a Marvel movie you know like Black Panther being one of the most smart smartest people in the Marvel universe etc you know for you to and 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 she almost goes out of her way to bring it up in interviews and and, and to 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 affirm her faith so I, I loved her for that but at the same time where if you get persecuted for that i'm like yeah nah that's cool god will bless you if you get persecuted for posting a pastor's video about an enzyme called lucifer whatever and there isn't much scientific backing to a critique of a scientific um topic then i'm kind of like lucifer race yeah yeah then i'm kind of like you're, you're you're on your own a little bit there <laughs> <laughs> because because it's like anti anti-vaccine people are i'm not even anti-vaccine people like you said i'm not willing to i'm not first i'm not going to be first in line to take a vaccine that has been produced and tested in less than nine months I'm, I'm not going to do it just because when it comes to putting a disease in your body which essentially is what vaccines are is just you know the versions of the disease that aren't as bad and so your body can develop white blood cells to fight i want there to be a bit more testing i want there to be a bit more confirmation that this actually isn't bad and this this whole situation seems a bit rushed. So no, I'm not going to be the first in line. But I feel like people should should should, 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 should like be able to say that and not get attacked for, for saying that. 
I don't think I'd be attacked for saying I want there to be more testing and for them to, and and saying, you know, the other vaccines that we've had, we've had for, you know, hundreds of years, and there's been enough testing to say for the majority of people, it's not a problem. I don't think there's going to be a problem there. I think there's going to be a problem when we try to over spiritualize our reason against you know going for vaccine and saying there's an enzyme called luciferase and so it's somehow tied to 666 i've seen that before as well and i saw i saw one video about someone saying that there's a particle in there that's found in the caucasian lung and so something to do with um wanting to inject human dna and all of that and 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 tying that to again the mark of the beast and, and stuff like that if you're going to spiritualize it i think you have to do i think you have to be a lot more a lot more thorough in your research and a lot more uh convincing in your argument to but then how to, do you to prove do something scientific has has spiritual stuff attached to it well so if if i i again i haven't studied this vaccine enough to say but what I would say is there are, if if I'm to talk of the mark of the beast and I'm to talk of, um, you know, I'm trying to or I'm, I'm going to base my issue with the vaccine with the mark of the beast, I would point out that it wasn't necessarily just a, it, it wasn't, in as the Bible describes it, it wasn't a trick. It wasn't it wasn't a, a trap that people fell into. It was a sign of allegiance. It was a sign of allegiance that people knowingly will take, knowing who they are siding with. And that's part of why, you know, it's such a dangerous thing. I, it's not going to be, or at least biblically, the mark of the beast isn't going to be something that gotcha, you know, you, you got this, now you, you're dead. It's not going to be that. And so I, I, that's not the argument I would come at it from. Now, if I wanted to, if can we talk about scientific things from a spiritual point of view? Absolutely. Because the scientific and, and, and anything that goes on in the physical is only enabled because God has given us wisdom. God has given us a, you know, such a high functioning brain that we can uh, contemplate these things and we can come up with these things that we can have scientific breakthroughs in such nature. So, of course, there will be um, physical scientific um, advancements that will have impact on the spiritual on the spiritual being i can talk about why maybe it's not so good to spend all our time scrolling on facebook or on instagram because that you know has all of the effects on a person's mental health so that you can say but also more often than not at least in my explore page there's no actually now it's actually much better but before especially earlier on you know the explore page is is where the devil lives <laughs> it's where temptation <laughs> lives you know, and so that's a physical thing. That's a um, you know a technological advancement that has effects on my on, on my spiritual being because I don't want to be led into temptation, and this is a place where temptation lives. Does that make sense? So there are spiritual. I think there definitely are spiritual um, critiques that can be given to physical, scientific, to technological things. Um, I just think that we have to be much more 
diligent in doing so because the second you say spirit anyway everyone's like well that's woo woo that's you know you're talking nonsense and all of this this jazz so if you're going to engage them on that front then you have to do it you have to do it intellectually you have to do it you know you have to be smart about it amen yeah i agree with that The, the, the problem with the celebrity christian is they do have a platform but also people don't take into consideration their level of maturity and so it doesn't matter if this person's you know come to faith a year ago or or whatever and we don't have any context for how mature they are in the faith we just know that they are a person of faith and they have a platform and we suddenly make them pastors whose word should be taken you know as as law and i think that's a problem you know, the, wow. the second that well, the second that Kanye West says he's a Christian, everyone's like, oh yeah, whatever he says is a gospel, or you know, it's it, that's that's a problem with celebrity Christian culture that we need to we need to be mindful of as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also with, with just like celebrity culture, just culture in general, like right mm. now, it's like if you don't take a particular stance on something then you are seen as the devil. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be quiet about something. Like, yes. what's her name? Um, the the lady that plays Wanda Maximoff in, uh, in, in MCU, Scarlet Witch. Yes. She got backlash because she didn't say anything about Chadwick Boseman. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I think she had to uh, delete her Instagram account or something. And it was like, you can just be quiet. Like, if you don't have anything to say, you don't have anything to say. You don't have to show support or take a stand or something. It's just really bad. It's really bad. I feel like every day we get closer and closer to 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother's coming, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? Let's round up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, once again, I'm sorry that Moses couldn't be here. It's my fault. I take responsibility for it. Because mm. I'm because I'm mature and I can do that. I can take responsibility least, for my actions. Least hypocritical thing you've done this this episode. Yeah, man. You know, humanity's grown on me. You know, and I can there see the go. changes. Is... <laughs> there you go. Back on form. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Anyway, um, hookups. <laughs> hookups. Can I go first? Please feel free. So I would say everyone should check their Netflix coming soon. Uh, tab because Wolverine anime is coming to Netflix soon, which Ooh. I think will be interesting. Yeah, and X Men anime is coming shortly after that. So, yeah. Ooh. And apparently there's a um, there's 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 a Deadpool manga in the works. Ah, interesting. Yeah, which is releasing soon, which yeah. should be interesting too. Um, thank you very much, Peter. I think my hook up will be. Oh, I had it. It's gone now. Oh dear. Wait, what did what this, this this is going out tomorrow? Yeah, essentially. Guys, go to WWE Network and watch War Games, which is coming out tonight, Sunday don't, night. Don't you have to have a subscription? Yeah, but you can. But they 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 do like uh get get one one month free, so you can just get it for a month for free. They've got some really good matches on there. You got the men's. You got the men's um elimination chain. No um, what's it called? War Games match, Undisputed Era. No, let me not even go into it. Just go watch War Games. It's going to be great. NXT, it's great. Check it out. War Games. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Great.
Oh, actually, yes. Actually, no. Let me not give another hookup because I don't want to be a hypocrite like you guys are. <laughs> I'll be this. I'll be a shining example to you both. Hey. Um, shout out to Ruth to intro outro music. Mm. Haven't turned for the ordinary years. Look, you know what? I was thinking we should just get this pre-recorded so we can just slap it on the end of the podcast. We could that actually. Have, that have to keep, keep we it could. Yeah, yeah, we could. We co- <laughs> record a version. <laughs> record a version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah. a good version, and then yeah, yeah, that's a good and, shout. That's a good shout. And then put some nice outro music on it, just like make it sound nice. And oh, we use rude. We use the rude. Um, eternal. What's the What's the name of our outro music? Eternal youth. Eternal youth. Yeah, we use that for our outro music. Yeah, shout out to rude. Mm. Oh yeah. By the way, I was just, I was just looking up um, Tommy Ariomi. He's got a channel on YouTube called Wealth Nation TV. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Rude for the intro, outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. Find us at Twitter at Furnace UK. You can eat uh, Instagram TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Black Furnace no apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps Black Furnace with no apostrophe. And that's it. Sweet. Guys, Christmas is coming. Woo! We've got to do something interesting for a Christmas special. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can get Father Christmas to come down for for, for episodes. <laughs> that would be good. That would be worrying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. dear. Cool. Great. This is the Black Christmas Furnace signing out. Blah. Ta-do! Good. <laughs>